0: This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of
1: public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with nation. the nation. This is America with your host, Rich
0: Valdez.
1: All right, America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, and you're tuned into a special edition of This Is America. We're here 17 floors above Madison Square Garden here in New York City. Today, we're, I guess, honored is the word I'm going to use, to sit with Daria Ortiz. Daria Ortiz is the granddaughter of Maria Fuertes. You may know that name from many news reports. She's recently deceased, was attacked, murdered, killed, raped in Queens by an illegal alien. Daria, welcome to This is America. Thank you for having me. I'm really sorry about everything that you've gone through, and I wish we'd be having this conversation under different circumstances, but we're not. These are the facts. And I've been taking some notes on them and I want you to be as transparent as as you can be. Okay. So I know that on January 14th, it was reported that your 92 year old grandmother, Maria Fuertes, was strangled, raped and murdered just close to her house. It was said by the Trump administration that this was something that could have been prevented with a simple phone call.
2: Absolutely. It could have been avoided, um, is what I've been saying over and over. I don't understand why the government just doesn't come together with state and local officials to stop this. You know, instead of aiding and and almost gifting illegal immigrants the right to stay in America— they're not coming up with better solutions to, to avoid situations like this to happen. They're here legally from the beginning. That's already a crime. Now they have the opportunity to commit another crime and depending on if it falls into this bracket of rules that they've now recreated, then, you know, they possibly could be released back into the street to to possibly do this to someone else. You know, I don't know what everyone's agenda is exactly, but we should all come together on making America safe, period. That that should be priority for for everyone. Uh, ICE, the federal
1: government, the local police. There should be no restrictions on upholding the law. You're right. And, And the reaction I want to get from you is that, how does it make you feel that, I mean, obviously there's distraught is how you're going to feel about losing your grandmother. Right. Specifically around the idea that this could have been prevented.
2: It makes me sick. I think it's outrageous. Honestly, I just can't wrap my head around how they ignore that it just it, it doesn't feel good because it's it's clear as day like this should not have happened just a few months ago this guy would have been deported if the NYPD would have honored the detainer request from from ICE and that's what a detainer request is it's a request it's not a demand and I understand that however the the NYPD or the government whoever it is, They all need to sit down and see that this just doesn't work. They can't keep letting people who commit crimes just free. And on top of committing crimes, they're already illegal, which is another crime. They should crack down like what Trump is doing, which I love what he's doing. He's cracking down on the border, which is the root of the whole problem. Everybody's working double time, overtime to make sure that from the beginning that people aren't coming here illegally. And um, we wouldn't even be in these situations. So now we have to succumb to creating new policies to accommodate illegal immigrants.
1: The person you're talking about now, the um, alleged murderer here, is uh, Rezan Khan. He was arrested in November for beating his own father and cutting him with a broken glass and was released so that he could do more crime right. because it, it of it these crazy the bail bracket. laws that we have. hmm this is the part that I think when you say you can't wrap your head around it, I think so many of our listeners also can't wrap their heads around the idea that somebody could attack somebody. I think the video you showed me earlier is um, Director Albanese from ICE, and he one of the quotes that he said was, what do we have to do? Wait for him to get his mother too and kick the dog on the way out? Exactly. It's cynical, but it's real. Yeah. And in your unfortunate circumstance, it happened to your family. So I, I sit there and I think... What is it that I can do? What is it that you can do or we can do together to kind of help people to understand this more? And I think part of the answer is to humanize it, right? right? So that it's not mechanical. It's not 92-year-old woman in Queens murdered by a legal alien, but it's your grandmother. Right. And that she's an actual real person. And she could be my abuela. She could be anybody's grandmother. And that's the part I think that is missing from the conversation. So tell us, help us understand who your grandmother was.
2: So my grandmother, she was she was from the Dominican Republic. Um, She came over here with my grandfather, her husband, Luis uh, Hugo Fuentes, and she, you know, she came here like everyone else. They come to America for the opportunities to live a better life, and she did that. She did everything she had to do to become a a legal citizen. Um, She raised her three sons because she has three children: uh, my father Jose, uh, Hugo, and Luis. Uh, here in America um, she also raised my brother and and me in and out you know she she was just a great person you know she she loved to help people and her intention on coming here was just to do good things and better her life like like most people when they come to America
1: how long had she been living at her home that her and your grandfather owned in Queens
2: I want to say almost 60 years since maybe since 1962. Wow. Yeah, since 1962. And the same home. They bought one house and, and they stayed there
1: in Queens. So I she was loved. They lived the, the American community. dream. Yeah, they, they did. They came here, they made it, they bought a home, they raised their family, they did what they had to do. In fact, uh, it's my understanding, and you can add to this, please, but that she was just. she 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 wasn't broke right she didn't she had a home that was clearly paid off because yeah. they'd been there for 60 years she
2: had three other houses
1: and she had three other houses she was going out at at late at night to get spare bread the leftover bread that right. was from the bakery help us understand yeah. the the fullness of that story so
2: she she would also collect bottles and stuff to to make spare cash to to feed the cats and like the homeless yeah um but that night specifically at 12 o'clock she was going to a bakery that was nearby that she had gone to for years yeah that would give her like um spare bread at the end of the night that they would throw out normally so she would go every night faithfully to to collect the bread to hand out the next day to the homeless people or like to stray animals and stuff like that. Just trying to do the right thing in life. Yeah, Even at 92 years old. That's what made her happy, like she loved to help people. Just genuinely, nothing in return. She's helping people. God bless her.
1: We know wh- wh- why she was out late. We know what happened to her out late. Uh, I know it was reported initially that she was found dead. Uh, then more stories came out that, that there was a sexual assault, that there was damage to, uh, seemingly from the result of being strangled.
2: And beaten, and he beat her. Her spine was broken, her ribs were broken.
1: Her spine was broken and her she ribs were broken. She had
2: injuries. Yeah, he didn't just This is a brutal attack. Her. He overkilled her. Yeah, he uh, he beat her. He beat her. You know, he didn't just uh, attack her. And then he killed her. So, uh, you know, it's one thing when, when, you, when your grandparent passes away because you kind of expect at an elderly age, eventually you kind of prepare your mind for it or at least you're aware that that's a possibility because that's what happened. You know, if you're lucky enough to live that long, you may pass away one day. But I think when it happens this way, it's like it's almost like three deaths in one because she was raped. You know, that that vivid image is like in my mind. I just I'm a woman, you know, I cannot. It's so I don't know. I just can't even explain it. You feel it. You see it, you know, and and it makes me sick. You know, my grandma was she was 92 years old, you know, uh, I mean, for any woman, being raped is, is awful, but I think it really affects you differently if it happens to someone you know. And even an, old, an elderly woman who's defenseless, you know, she couldn't even fight for her own life to, to protect herself. And, and my grandmother was religious, so she always wore, you know, skirts, you know. And this guy claimed to be helping her. He claimed that she, she fell, and he bumped into her, uh, and he fell also trying to help her to get up. And in the midst of that, he claims his belt buckle broke and his penis fell out and
1: and, and ended first, up inside of her.
2: Yeah. And he ended up, you know, inside of her. In his first statement, though, he admitted he said he had uncontrollable urges to do something like this. Uh, that he didn't know himself what was wrong with him or what came over him. And then later on, when he got a lawyer, his story changed. And now he's saying that he never admitted to raping. You know, he just said his penis kind of touched her private area. I don't understand, like, um, who would do this? Like, he has to be like a demon kind of guy, you know. this. I feel like an animal is too nice to compare him to. I don't even know what to say. I'll be honest. Like I'm still, I don't think I'll ever understand. I'm still trying to understand, but I can't.
1: Well, quite frankly, it's this is not something I think anyone can understand. Okay. That's not something that happens every day. It's not something that any of us I think aim to do in life. It's it's outside of the realm of reason that you would think that someone would do that to someone that age, and, and with that intensity, with that level of violence, with that level of malice. And it's, it really is hard to, to swallow. I mean, I'm a stranger, and I'm just
2: right. dumbfounded. For my grandmother, though, for her sake, I know how she is, and I know she would have forgiven this person um, wow. just because of the kind of woman that she is, and she would actually think, you know, well, what was his problem? You know, should people look more into mental illnesses, you know, have a place for these kind of people to go to where they can try to stop themselves before they actually do things like this in general? So I think mental illness awareness should be highlighted in this situation because there are people other people in the world like this I'm sure he's not going to be the only one to have this thoughts going through his mind or uncontrollable urges so to speak so they should have a place where they should go to to seek treatment so like prison they don't do this yeah like like prison after they've already done it but I'm sure there's some people who have the thoughts and don't want to do it they should have a place to go to get help because we can't ignore everyone but that's aside from the point the fact the matter of fact here today is for me the the sanctuary policies in this situation particularly with my grandmother she would have been alive at least you know she wouldn't have died at the at the hands of this man in such a awful way you know if he would have been deported when, when he was supposed to. I don't know exactly how everything works with deportation and stuff like that, but I know he had a visa that was also expired, Th- this guy. Uh- yeah, so
1: a visa overstay came to the country on a visa, never left, yeah. committed these crimes, and then gets arrested. NYPD processes him, and as you mentioned, there is a detainer request that was never honored and never filed, so they let him out. ICE could never pick him up and arrest him and deport him, so he's free to go and cause more problems for more people. Yeah, and, and in
2: 2019, there was no detainer request honored. There were 2,900 uh, detainer requests issued from ICE to the NYPD, and they didn't honor one. They didn't honor one, but they claim that they never received it. At this point, they can honestly just say, we didn't honor it because, what well, we're being told. They have to respond to someone, too. They have bosses, and they can't just do what they want. They have to do their job. Yeah, So, and,
1: and, and just to, for everybody that's home listening... Their initial response was we did not receive it, and there was this back and forth. But upon further investigation, it shows that you're right. There was, um, I think out of 7,500 apprehensions, there were 2,900 detainer requests, and none of them were honored. None. And with that, uh, it, it kind of flies in the face of the truth when you're saying, oh, I didn't get it. So you didn't get that one? What about the other 2,899? At okay. some point, we have to say you're full of it.
2: Yeah, to me, it's a joke. Honestly, it's just as far as the way that they're running things, these people are here illegally, period. That's a crime. Second of all, they get another chance to commit another crime and and possibly get released back into the street they should just crack down more on the root of the problem, which is to not allow people to be here illegally. And if their visa's expire, they need to maybe come up with, instead of sanctuary policies, they should come up with better programs to to make sure that they're on on top of these people and know exactly where they're located. You know, maybe put a, a, I don't know, one of those tracking devices on them, you know, when their time is coming close to their their visa expiring. If they don't do the the proper paperwork or whatever it is that they have to do to be here, then they don't deserve to be here. And that's just what it comes down to. America's a great place. We have a lot of great opportunities. And yes, it's hard and it takes time to be a citizen. But at the end of the day, it's worth it. And nobody should be given free passes or or special privileges over, especially over the citizens. You know, Um, I just can't understand that. Like, it's like they keep giving them handouts and almost they're getting awarded, rewarded for committing crimes for being criminals.
1: I've been very critical of uh, the congresswoman that represents part of the Bronx and and part of Queens, uh, AOC. And because of her calls to abolish ICE, saying we don't need ICE. And I'm thinking, we don't need ICE. This is such a clear example that we need ICE. So I've, I've criticized her and said that her nickname, AOC, stands for choosing aliens over citizens. And it seems it's not just AOC that's choosing aliens over citizens, but it's a lot of the Democrats, both in New York and in Washington. I think that's a problem, A, because it's bad policy, but B, because I'm sitting across from you and you have a grandmother that's no longer here. Granted, she was 92. Like you said, at some point her day was going to come, but that's not the way we look at life, right? Right. We don't say, well, because she was old, she's expendable. No, we talked about this off the air, but a lot of our abuelos and abuelas en el campo, right, uh, be, being uh, Hispanic, we do have a lot of family that live past 100. It's pretty common.
2: Right, her mother lived 104. My grandmother's mother lived 104
1: years old. So people are getting robbed of their lives, losing years of life that they could potentially have had because of bad policy. So I think that this opens the door for a new question, that is, we see that there's a guy that was elected, his name's on buildings all over Manhattan, but he's one guy. And he has a handful of guys working with him. But you can see, I think, firsthand that there are so many people working against the president to prevent this from being fixed when he's trying to fix it. So I think it opens the door for you as right now the family of a victim. But I see an opportunity. And right now, I think you're. You being here, you being on television, you being at the White House and and the speech that you gave with the president, we're going to get into that, I believe empowers other families and other Americans. I mean, there's a lot of Americans that I've met that weren't always Americans. They were born in a different country. They came here. They did the legal immigration route. They're here now. They want to live the American dream like your grandmother did. They want to have that house for 60 years and live here and feed the cats and do whatever it is they want to do because, God bless them, this is America. Right. But they can't because now we have this threat from immigrants coming in and you have politicians that are choosing aliens over citizens. How do you react to that?
2: Oh, it's so many thoughts. Uh, I'll be honest, but one story that stood out to me, uh, aside from my grandmother, um, or a speech that was given by, I think it was the mayor in California, Garcetti. And, yeah, I think that's his name. Um, he stated that, and he has uh, over five hundred thousand Angelinos are oh, yeah, ili- illegal immigrants
1: and he's proud of it.
2: And I think it's he should be ashamed of himself. Period. At the end of the day instead of now creating something to help them continue staying here illegally, he should put something into place to help them become legal. You know, it's nice that they want to make them feel safe and if, you know, he feels like they're they're easily targeted because they're immigrants
1: or illegal immigrants, excuse me. Let me ask you a question. Who was actually easily targeted? The illegal immigrant or your grandmother?
2: My grandmother. And, and the saddest part is, off topic from, from what I was just saying, you know, there's no way to tell what illegal immigrants are good and what ele- illegal immigrants are bad. But at the end of the day, that's not really our problem until it is. What they should work on first is making sure that they're not here illegally. Now, we shouldn't now create new policies and change our laws and constitution and put our own citizens in jeopardy to now accommodate them. I just can't understand that. It's like...
1: Aliens over citizens. On? Right. Aliens wrong. over
2: citizens. It is wrong. And and not that illegal immigrants don't have a right to come here because... Well, they don't. Everybody, <laughs> right. Well, legally, they don't, right? right. But I'm saying they, they have the right to dream and, and want. Yeah, and they, they, they have they a right
1: to apply and do what right? your grandmother did and come here legally.
2: The right steps to, to making that happen the right way. Because now look what happens in this situation with my grandmother. This man... His family turned him in. What if his family didn't turn him in? What if they bought him a
1: one-way trip to Guyana?
2: Oh, exactly. So he could go
1: do this over there.
2: Exactly. If he hasn't already done it, because honestly, who brutally rapes and kills an elderly woman on a sidewalk in 21-degree weather? You think that's a guy who's done that for the first time? I don't think so. This sounds like somebody who's confident and, and and feels invincible that there's no consequences or repercussions because, hey, our our America says, hey, you know, three months ago you, you attacked your own father and you sliced him with a coffee cup and you got out of jail right away. Th- there was no consequences for that for him. And so who wouldn't feel invincible at the end of the day if the government is saying pretty much. Go ahead and, and commit as many crimes as you want to. As long as they're not this crime, this crime, and this crime. But if you commit this crime, you can still be here. Like, no, what the hell? Like,
1: I don't understand. When does it end? I, I agree. I think it ends when people like you rise up and say, you know, enough is enough. This is, I won't let somebody else's grandmother. And I think that's what I see you doing. And offline, you've mentioned to me that you uh, plan to take further action. And I guess my question, I guess there's two questions I'm going to ask. One is, what is the further action? And B, are you prepared for the blowback that you may or may not receive for being a champion in this arena? Because again, it's not about you, but without you, who's going to do it?
2: Right. So I'll be here in full effect to represent my grandmother to the end of the world. I don't care how many events I have to do, how many interviews I'll do. You know, I'll do whatever it takes to raise awareness on the situation and enlighten people on exactly it is that that's happening, because most people don't pay attention until it starts happening to them. And I actually am not afraid to say I was one of those people. You know, I will hear a little bit of things, but I, I wasn't really paying attention. But I think that. People need to pay attention so it doesn't happen to them. Like, let's not wait until it's too late to now begin to start trying to take action because together, you know, we, we can make the change effective. Now, as far as the, the action that me and my family plan on taking right now, we're currently working with DNA Investigations, um, which is a private investigate, investigation company that's located in Florida. The man in, in charge of that is Dominique Casey. So we're working pretty closely with him to file the class action uh, lawsuit against Mayor de Blasio and the city of New York for my grandmother's uh, wrongful death. And the blowback. I'm not afraid of anything. You know, at the end of the day, I believe in what I believe in. And with anything good, there always comes bad. And I'm prepared to deal with with both ends by just remaining who I am, staying true to myself and what I believe in, period. You know, I'm not afraid.
1: Excellent. Just to recap that, your family uh, is going to join with uh, a certain number of other families to go after these people legally. And this is something we've just seen just a week ago on February. uh, I wrote it down here. February 10th, Attorney General Barr filed legal action lawsuits against Seattle, uh, Washington County and the whole state of New Jersey for their sanctuary policy. So it's not outside of um, conventional wisdom to think that you can try to change the law by suing them to get a result. We can expect a federal class action suit with you and other families aimed at, I guess, getting back at the city and the state for, is it to change the law or is it because of the, the errors that were made?
2: So there's multiple things, you know, as far as the lawsuit goes, that that's a separate situation that they just need to be held accountable for, period, because my grandmother will never be here again. And at the end of the day, the mayor and the city of New York are responsible for that. Now, the separate aspect, as far as the law, that is the most important part to me and my family, because if somebody would have been fighting for this sooner, then then my grandmother would be here right now. So. Having the sanctuary policies for me completely removed is is my goal. And, you know, I'm just a girl from the Bronx. You know, I'm 29 years old. I'm a mother. I'm just a regular American working hard, you know, trying to make my life better, you know. Um, But I will do whatever it is that I could do in my power to make people aware, to make people listen, to make people pay attention and actually take action um, into changing these policies. Because at the end of the day, I am American. And this is America. We need to all come together to make sure that we're safe and that we're not just, you know, easy to get to, like for illegal immigrants to to attack us because they're more likely to commit rapes. They're more likely to commit murders. You know, there's citizens, of course, that commit crimes. Crimes, there's no doesn't mean if you're illegal, you only commit crimes or if you're American, you don't commit crimes. Everyone commits crimes. But in this particular situation, the problem was it wasn't a legal immigrant that should have been deported. So everybody can argue about different situations, but my main goal in, in all of this being here today, you know, with, with the speech that I gave at the White House uh, alongside the president, uh, Donald Trump, and I also did a, a interview with Fox and Friends at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> is just to continue making people aware. I just want people to be aware. And, and people, some people are built to fight and some people are just built to watch and, and listen. But the people who are ready to, to fight for what's right, I, I want I want them to join. I want people to come together to make change.
1: How can people get in touch with you to help you with this battle?
2: So, I mean, they can contact me uh, through my social media, maybe it's the easiest way. Uh, it's all me, Daria, A-L-L-M-E-D-A-R-I-A. Uh, on Instagram, and if not, through you.
1: All right, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Dario Ortiz is the granddaughter of Maria Fuertes. She was brutally raped, beaten, and murdered last month. Uh, Daria was recently at the White House, and and she shot off some facts, and our policy partner at JustFacts.com has compiled some great resources on how much more crime is committed by illegal aliens than actual citizens and it's worth looking at so check it out at justfacts.com. Daria, final word. What would you like to tell America? How can they, uh, not only how can they find you, but what is it that you want them to hold on to? Final thought.
2: Final thought is don't forget my grandmother. Don't, don't let her death just be another story on on the news, you know, you know, because every day things happen and I understand that. But my grandmother was, she was gold. She was golden and she was everything to me, you know. So please don't forget and, and care because this can't stay like this. It has to change. You know, we can't let these laws stay like this.
1: I agree with you. I often tell our and listeners can't that. can lose
2: another person.
1: Absolutely. And that's what I was going to say is that, you know, uh, Sir Edmund Burke says that all that's necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. So we can't sit back and do nothing. We have to stand for something so that we don't fall for everything we hear. And that's all we've got for you today, America. I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America.